the jobs report is out, and it's good news. Democrats have apparently learned nothing from Tuesday's massive defeat. And who's running this country anyway? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I made a breakthrough yesterday. Made a huge breakthrough yesterday. Uh, I actually learned to play the guitar. I kid you not. Now, I am not playing it like Eric Clapton or anything like that. I wish I was. And, but my, and my fingers look like they're bloodied. But I actually played the guitar. I was able to do some riffs on my own. I made the stuff up. I've only had two months of lessons and I'm already doing something. I played literally from 9 a.m. till about 3 p.m. yesterday. And then my instructor sat back and said to myself, said to me, okay, play. And I did. I played with a background and I went to town and I couldn't believe I didn't screw it. Well, I did screw it up. I screwed it up twice and he pointed out, well, you kind of missed this. No, and you kind of missed that. No, and the good news is I knew I missed them, but come on, dude. I just, this was like the, the second week that I've been able to, to get it, get the hang of this whole thing. So what did he do? He decided to give me something really, really, really hard to do. And now I can't move my left hand because I can't move my fingers in the way that they're trying to do. Got to get used to it. So I broke the news to Josie. So the guitar I play with, it's a $100 Fender Squire Strat. So it's $100. It's a great guitar. I've had it for 10, 15 years. But I've decided for Christmas, and I told Josie this, I'm going to get a guitar. I'm going to buy a new guitar. I want a new guitar. I want a good guitar. I'd like to get a a Fender Stratocaster or Telecaster. I'd like to get a really nice guitar. She basically said, okay, well, that's your Christmas present. Go for it. I mean, what am I going to say to you? And I, I, I really am... Happy she didn't cry about it, but then she told me, but I don't, I, I but I need uh, some money so I can do, so it, it's just like, I, I can't win. I, I know I need to get a new guitar because I'm becoming so awesome at it that I should have a guitar that I can actually plug into a pla- uh, an app and it works. And then I, I got over it, you know, I thought about it last night. I was like, um, do I really want this guitar? guitar now i found one for like 700 bucks and i was like uh do i really want to buy this and i'm looking at it right now as we speak and i'm thinking to myself it's a it's a fender uh stratocaster maple fingerboard limited edition electric guitar absolutely beautiful and i'm thinking to myself yeah i'm probably gonna want it i'm probably gonna get it anyway but i don't know we'll see We'll see. So I just wanted you to know that, that I am now an artist. Okay, so the uh, jobs report for October came out, and you know what? It's not bad. Uh, it actually is a good report for us. Uh, I'm doing. I'm not going to try to throw a lot of salt into this garden because I absolutely hate Comrade Joe Biden, but I, I will give him the credit that this finally went, this finally was a good report, and there's objectively it's a good report so here's the news the good news is the they did adjust the last two months because if you don't know what they do is they actually estimate the they estimate 
the job predictions, and then when the real numbers come in, they then make their predictions. So usually they underestimate, and that's what they did in August and September. So August employment went up from 366,000 to 483,000. That's great. September unemployment went up from 194,000 to 310,000. Um, that's huge because even at 310,000, it's still a disappointing month, but the reality is 194,000 employed in September was horrid. At least it got into the 300s. In October, we added 531,000 jobs. That's most that jobs added since July. 600, this is kind of interesting. 604,000 jobs were added in the private sector. And the government sector, the public sector, actually lost 73,000 jobs. That's actually excellent. Um, because you don't want the government making up a lot of the GDP. You want people doing it in the private sector. So th for, for a capitalism, that is actually a good number. Unemployment fell to 4.6%. Hourly wages so far this year have increased 4.9%. That's because employers are having a tough time getting workers and are willing to pay a little more. And the other caveat that a lot of people are talking, a lot of companies, including like McDonald's, are actually giving bonuses. That is a good thing. Bad news, the wage increase isn't key, a real increase. It's not keeping up with inflation. Inflation is up 5.4%. Uh, people are making more, but they're spending more than their current wage. So it's like I got a job for $10 an hour. Now I can buy a hamburger, except the hamburger went up to $12 an hour. That's essentially what's happening here. Now, one of the, the, big, the big asterisks here is the labor participation rate is still at 61%. Uh, we have to watch that one over the coming months because that has been down 2 to 3% since 2019. And... Essentially, what it means is people are, are not necessarily going back into the job force. There are 2.3 million who have been out of, of the workforce for 27 weeks or more. A lot of them never went back. That is not great. So we could see, and a lot of people are pointing out, this could be artificial. We're not at 4.9. We're not at 4.6 unemployment. We're actually at close to 6 because there are 2 million people that we're not counting anymore because they just haven't been in the workforce. Now, it could be because of retirements and things like that. So you don't really know what that is and what the reasoning are. A lot of people are saying that the reason that people aren't returning to the workforce, they've been out of the workforce for 27 weeks or longer, is because the pandemic got them to lose their job. Uh, and then the government started dumping money and these people have savings accounts now. Another reason is the pandemic actually gave these people reason to change their careers. So if I was a career fireman, maybe I want to be a cop. Yeah, that, like that would ever happen. But that is something, the training and all of that stuff takes some time. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when people are actually trained and they decide to go into the workforce or people start running out of their savings. 
Because right now, savings for most people is extremely high in this country. What's gonna? It's not gonna last forever if you don't have a job. So it was a it was a good report. We'll have to see where it goes from here, because we just don't know yet. So it doesn't appear the Democrats have learned a damn thing after Tuesday's disastrous elections. Uh, you would think Biden might decide to moderate a bit after that thrashing that the Democrats got, but nope. Uh, I even thought he might mellow out, even though he twice said the elections on Tuesday didn't have anything to do with him, they weren't his fault, and he actually showed signs that he wasn't mellowing out. I actually thought maybe he would maybe he would just calm down a little bit. But you know something? He could have at least, before he decided to go radically tyrannical, he could have at least waited a week. I mean, he went full tyrant three day, two days after he got his ass kicked in the elections. The Biden administration, through um, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, as most of us know it, has released its vaccine mandates, which will be implemented on January 24, 2022, requiring businesses to monitor uh, people who, uh, businesses to monitor those who get, monitor and I guess discipline. I, I didn't really see much here to monitor who is vaccinated or not. So basically, it is now a world federal vaccine mandate. Now, let's go over this. I, I did not think, because uh, the OSHA did not seem all that interested in doing this stuff. And it actually goes outside the purview of OSHA. And remember that, because uh, this, with as squishy as the Supreme Court is, we may actually hear the Supreme Court say, well, OSHA can't do this. That's not their job. So therefore, the Supreme Court, instead of saying, no, you can't do vaccine mandates, they'll say, OSHA can't do vaccine mandates. That's typically what they do. So let's take a look at some of these provisions. So OSHA will be responsible for implementing and monitor compliance. They will actually be sending... They will be sending agents to businesses to look at the paperwork of the businesses to determine whether that business is compliant. And that's another thing that really bothers me. It's going to be up to the business to keep track of this stuff. As far as I'm concerned, that's kind of up to OSHA. Uh, you guys are going to dump... This, this is going to dump a lot of crap onto the business. And if you're a business at 100 people, which is not a big business, it's 100 people is not a big business, that's a lot of work. The HR departments are going to have to hire five people just to keep track of COVID information. It will uh, be for companies, as I said, for 100 employees or more. Don't hold your breath here. There are already discussions of all business, all private businesses out there having to do this thing. They're already talking about businesses of under 100 employees. It requires any employee who chooses not to get vaccinated to submit to weekly testing of COVID-19 and wear a face com- uh, face covering while on the job. In other words, they're going to vax, they're going to anti-vax shame him. Okay, so we're going to know who didn't get the vaccine because he's going to be the only one in the office 
or one of the only ones in the office that didn't actually that is wearing a mask. That's a crap rule. I I I hate that one. The rule also allows employees seeking an exemption for medical reasons or have sincerely held religious objections to apply for an exemption. Uh, OSHA instructs employers to deal with these requests on a case-by-case basis. Now, here's the thing. I think the religious objection deal is going to be something that is really rejected by the government. They've already done this. Federal employees, I believe it is less than 1% who have claimed a religious objection have actually won the religious objection. So I don't know how that's going to work out. The government can well, here's the good news is Pfizer. Now we're beginning to find reports that Pfizer is made from or developed by using fetal stem cell uh, research, uh, fetal stem cells. If that's the case and I'm a Catholic or even just a Christian, I can sit there and say that's a religious objection. I'm not taking that because uh, I'm against abortion. That's essentially where they're getting this stuff. The government considers anyone fully, fully vaccinated who has received two doses of either Moderna, Pfizer, or one vaccine, one shot of the Johnson & Johnson will be vaccinated. Uh, there is no information on boosters yet. OSHA regulation requires employers to give unvaccinated workers paid time off to receive the shot, which are available at no charge, they make sure they tell you that, as well as to recover from any side effects the vaccine may produce. Now, I think that is awesome of OSHA to sit there and tell a business who they can and can't pay. That might be a problem constitutionally, too. Because you can't just sit there and say, oh, you, you're going to give them time off. You're going to pay John Doe from, uh, for getting his shot. And that's, that's your problem. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. If employer, okay, this is the big one. If employers of 100 employees refuse to co- comply with OSHA mandates, the Biden administration may impose fines of $13,653 per violation. And... for willful or repeated violations. Huge problem there. There's going to be, basically, they're going out to break businesses. They're going out to to, to bankrupt businesses. You don't, you you either comply with us or we will bankrupt you. I don't see how that's constitutional. Um, people who are exempt are remote workers and people who work outdoors or in isolation are exempted. Okay, so if I work from home, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know who else is exempted? Unions. Isn't that funny? Yes, unions are exempted from getting the vaccine. Private businesses of the scale discussed by OSHA employ an estimated 84 million workers, according to the Biden administration. And that's who this will affect. Now, I just want to tell you something. Let's just say 50% of the people, let's say 30% of the people say, you know, I, I'm not interested in the vaccine. It's going to be closer to 100% than 30 But you're talking 30% of the people? You're looking at 25 million, 27 million out of the workforce? Do you think this is good? a good thing for the economy? Or for business? Now, we're finding out it's not. 
Look at Chicago and New York with their fire stations and their police departments closing because they don't have enough police officers and firefighters. Yeah, this is probably going to backfire. And finally, the ETS, which is OSHA, preempts any state or local... Uh, by the way, this is, this is from the document. Quote, the ETS, which is OSHA, preempts any state or local requirements that ban or limit an employer's authority to require vaccination, face covering, or testing. Okay, which, in other words, what the government is saying is, hey, we're saying it, and that's it. Um, that's, a, that's blatantly unconstitutional. If a state of Texas says, no, we're not going to do this, and by the way, they're all suing already. No, we're not going to do this. The federal government seems to think that they can, per the Constitution, just walk in and tell the state, no, you are going to do this, and that's it. The reality is that is completely unconstitutional. This has already started lawsuits from states and private businesses. Chances are um, this whole thing is going to be declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court, and I would guess it's probably going to be before January 24th. If it's not before January 24th, it doesn't matter. It's going to go through the courts. Now, I know you he we hear about this Jacobson versus Massachusetts that I talked about before, where some guy was required by the state of Massachusetts to get a vaccine, and he didn't, and he got fined $5. You remember that? It, it was in 1900-something. Well, again, you can hear this. And you hear this on CNN and MSNBC where they say, no, the government has the constitutional right to do this. No, they don't. And they always reference this law, this uh, precedence from the Supreme Court. This precedent from the Supreme Court talks about a state government, not a federal government. The federal government cannot say tell a state what it has to do. That's called federalism. The federal government is not all-powerful. And that's where they're wrong. But this law, this law is already getting severe backlash. Uh, it's going to really affect the economy because we're already seeing people just quit. Uh, it's going to put a huge burden, both bureaucratically and financially, onto businesses, especially smaller. But 100, 100 people is not a lot of people. But if I have to hire two more HR admins to make sure that we're up to, we're up to standard, that's going to be a problem. And then the other question is, if you've ever worked with things like Sarbanes-Oxley, HIPAA, fun stuff like that, there really is never a standard that's made up. I mean, what is the standard exactly? And what happens if someone within that area BSs their... I mean, I, I know somebody who got his vaccine certificate from his son because they both shared the name. He just took... Uh, he took, uh, what's it called, of the vac uh, vaccine card, and oh, it's my name. I'll just show him that, show him ID, good to go. Um, you know, and, and, and I think this, this whole, the whole idea of mandates is awful, and I'm vaxxed. I don't, I think the vaccine is okay. I don't think I'll get a booster because I don't like what Pfizer did with the um, uh, fetal stem cells. But I, I don't have a problem with getting the booster. I don't have a problem with getting the vaccine. Half my family is vaxxed. And they think they think this whole thing is terrible. People will also just start quitting their jobs. Uh, Josie and I were talking about this because she's she's vaccinated also, but she's saying, I don't want the booster. 
And we were talking, she's having a real problem with getting her daughters, uh, uh, getting the daughters the vaccinated because the schools are requiring it. I said, me, if it were me, start homeschooling. I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. Next year's elections are going to be a disaster for Democrats because they are going to have to answer for all this. And a couple of other things we'll talk about. <coughs> but finally, the big thing is I, I, I like to apply the give a mouse a cookie principle. This is, uh, this is going to lead to worse things. This is going to lead to a federal vax mandates for all schools, including private schools. This is going to lead to a federal vax mandates for 5 to 11 years old, year olds, which I think is a terrible idea. We will be mandated if we want to go to the grocery store soon, if someone doesn't stop this. And I don't think, looking at what they're doing now, any of this looks far-fetched okay it looks like we've got another shoe dropping uh for three years i wonder what john durham was doing during his investigation into the crossfire hurricane spying investigation into the trump administration when trump was what became president it seemed that nothing was getting done and we could never get any information about it there was no one was being arrested there weren't even rumors about it all we knew is that Durham was looking into the genesis of the Steele dossier, and the which was that debunked document that led to the Miller Mueller investigation of Trump colluding with Russia, which the wasn't even mentioned. The the, the FISA warrants came from the Steele dossier, and Mueller did a two-year probe and never even mentioned the Steele dossier. So you can tell that it, 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 there was a lot of corruption there. Uh, a huge arrest happened about a month ago with the indictment of Michael Sussman, who is a lawyer for Perkins Coie, which was the law firm used by the Clintons. He was also involved, he was directly involved in the crowds, in crowds with the CrowdStrike controversy. CrowdStrike is a cyber uh, security company that dealt with Hillary Clinton's email scandal. So this guy has had his fingers into everything. Well, it looks like that little pickup of his arrest, his arrest may have started an avalanche of upcoming indictments. On Wednesday, a guy named Igor Danchenko was arrested as a part of a special counsel John uh, special counsel John Durham's investigation. Danchenko has been charged with quote five counts of making false statements to the FBI related to sources he used to pro provide information. For the Steele dossier. According to Durham's office, quote, on June 15, 2017, a false statement account alleges that Danjenko denied that he had spoken with a particular individual about material concerning in one of the company reports when he knew that it was untrue. The March 16, 2017, March 18, 2017, October 24, 2017, and November 16, 2017 counts involve statements made by Jachenko on those dates to the FBI agents regarding information he purportedly had received from an anonymous caller who he believed to be particular, a particular individual, when in truth and in fact he was that he knew that was untrue. The information purportedly conveyed by the 
<coughs> anonymous caller include the <coughs> include the allegation that there were communications ongoing between the Trump campaign and Russian officials, and that the caller had indicted the Kremlin might be had indicated that the Kremlin might be of help in getting Trump elected. I think there are going to be bigger fish than this Danchenko thing. I mean, he's he's actually under arrest. They actually arrested him. Uh, there might be bigger guys than this guy. Um, and that includes the author of the Steele dossier himself, Christopher Steele, and possibly some other higher sources that requested the FISA, uh, the FISA report, the FISA warrants. I also want to point out that um, the the uh, courts have actually ordered Christopher Steele to provide his sources for that dossier. That could lead to more documents or indictments. Now, do I think you're going to have whales like Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, or James Brennan, uh, James Brennan indicted? I mean, McCabe, I- I'd say no. I don't think that's going to happen. First off, they're clever politicians, politicians, and second off, McCabe actually lied to Congress, and he was allowed to retire from the FBI without being indicted for anything on his full pension. But I do expect there are going to be more indictments coming up in the next month or so. I think by the end of Christmas, this this whole thing will by Christmas, this whole investigation will probably find its end. I also find it hysterical that the media refuses to cover what is one of the greatest spying conspiracies against an American president in history. All that time, they just said Trump was a Russian stooge, and the dossier was real, and that Trump was creating conspiracy theories about the deep state. And then, guess what? It appears it's all true now. But no one's going to give him any credit, and no one's going to even talk about that. They're just going to kind of ignore this thing. Going to be tough to ignore when someone big, when a big fish, maybe not a whale, but when a big fish starts uh, getting indicted. And do not, I will not be shocked if um, McCabe is actually, Andrew McCabe is actually one of them. I would not be shocked. Uh, or, or even James Brennan. I wouldn't be shocked if he was indicted. James Comey, too good a politician. That's never going to happen. But right now, they're saying the Clinton administration definitely, the Clintons definitely had something to do with this. They still haven't pointed to the Bidens yet. I'm sorry, not the Bidens, the Obamas. All right, in the last story, the question's got to be, who the hell is running this government? (laughs) Remember a long time ago, last week, which was last week, I talked about how Biden's DOJ was negotiating a 450,000 payout to illegal aliens who were separated in uh, Trump's 2018 zero tolerance policy policy. Mind you, what Trump did wasn't actually illegal in any way. He basically arrested people who were crossing the border illegally, put the parents in an adult jail cell and put the kids in a holding center. And the kids actually had it pretty good because you can't, there was a law approved by Congress that stated you couldn't house kids in the same cell 
as an adult in an adult uh, holding cell. Remember that? Well, I mean, by the way, that was voted on by Congress. Congress could have appealed it. It's 2021. They could have appealed it if they wanted to. They never did. Seems like it's their fault. They're the ones that made the law, and they're the ones that aren't repealing the law. Anyway, when asked about uh, that $450,000 uh, uh, payment to the illegal aliens, Joe Biden, while in Glasgow, Scotland, looked confused and didn't know what the reporter was talking about. He actually reached up and scratched his head. He was asked about it later, and he said, no, that's not something that's happening. Then, about an hour later, the administration said, well, there are negotiations in the way for lawsuits of up to $3 million about illegal aliens being separated from their kids when they crossed the border. I mean, they did say that they were do, thinking of something like this, but they didn't really have the numbers, and they didn't, they didn't deny it. Well, Peter Ducey today asked, or yesterday, again, asked Joe Biden, because Joe Biden decided to come out of his hole for a few minutes, and asked him about those reports. And you know what? His answer, not great. This ought to be good. I, I, I think so, too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not so, true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay. And then just to follow up because... You Okay, remember that. That would be the answer of a guy who wants to be president in 2024. And is he's a decent politician. But th politically, that's the right answer. That's what you say. Because if you think this country is into illegal immigrants, criminals, and I'm sorry, you cross the border. I don't care if you have like, two kids. You cross the border illegally. You're over the border illegally. And I got news for you. Josie has a brother who I really like, and he can't get into this country right now, even though he's been waiting eight years. I've, he's, we've even talked about, should he come over illegal? I told him no, because you get a, get a Republican president, they're going to ship your ass right back over there, and you're going to get another 20 years you're going to have to wait before you can even apply again. So I've got some hair in this game here. I, I, I personally don't understand... Why you and then you'd give a million dollars per family? This could add up to a billion dollars. So his answer was a good answer. That was politically the correct answer. Now whether he doesn't know because he can't remember, or he doesn't know because he wasn't he's just not aware of it, uh that's a different thing. I mean, maybe he's not aware of it. Maybe how is he not aware of this? Now listen to Peter Ducey asking the same question the next day, asking the Deputy Press Secretary, Karen uh, Jean-Pierre, about Biden saying that this was garbage. By the way, the reason Jen Psaki 
is not there is because she's got COVID, even though she's been gotten both sh shots of the visor and the booster. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm so glad they put a vaccine mandate up there. But that's another story. So here's uh, Ducey with Jean-Pierre. And then President Biden is calling these reports about the administration paying up to $450,000 to illegal immigrants who are separated from family members garbage. He says it's not going to happen. But the ACLU says that it is. So who is right? Wait, are you talking about the question you asked him yesterday? Yes. So um, if it saves taxpayer dollars and puts uh, the disastrous history of the previous administration's use of zero tolerance and family separation behind us, the president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was, what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned, that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this, DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land. Again, this is a this is something that the Department of Justice can can speak to. I, I do not have anything more to add. No, that's not true. That's just a lie. First off, I love the way she dumps it on the DOJ. That's that they these guys are so good at just dumping their crap on somebody else. But that's not what he said. He said it's just all garbage. It's not true. And by the way. These illegals, these people that broke the law are asking for like $3 million in compensation. So, and that's why she's saying, well, if it saves us money, well, no, it doesn't save us money. You tell them to kick rocks. They're here illegally. You, it's separated. It's law. A judge can't, you can't just do that. It'll be stuck in appellate court forever. It's, it's law. You, you don't have to give them a thing. Let them take you to court and let somebody, let a jury make a decision. And if the jury makes the wrong decision, you appeal it and they, they don't get anything. So just remember that. Now listen to Peter Ducey. Uh, now, she just, the, the big thing here is she just contradicted the President of the United States. Biden said the payout was garbage. Twice. He was asked twice. He said it twice. Now it's suddenly not. But Ducey wasn't done with this gal. Listen to this. But if it's not, if he's not okay with four hundred fifty thousand dollars, how much money is he okay giving? These this is something again, Peter. This is something that the Department of Justice is going to handle. I just laid out what he was thinking and how this is the process was moving forward. I, the, the DOJ will talk to the specifics and, of and this. And so, what changed then from yesterday? You're saying that he would be perfectly comfortable settling with these families who broke the law to come here. But yesterday he said, that's not going to happen. I, first of all, let's remember how we got here, how we got to a place where we're dealing with families being separated. This is coming from the last administration, cruel, inhuman, immoral, immoral uh, policies against, against, against just people. It's separating children from their families, 18-month-olds, two-year-olds, five-year-olds from their families. That's how we got here, is because of the last administration. This is what we're trying to deal with here in this administration. So let's be very clear of how we got here and what's happening. Anything else that you would like to know about this, again, I'll, I'll, I'll send you to the Department of Justice. I can't speak to specifics, any more specifics on this. Okay, this is unacceptable. That's not an answer. 
but that's an unacceptable reason to give $450,000 to illegal aliens. It's an it's unacceptable. Blaming the last uh, no, the last or the at last administration had nothing to do with it. And they always blame Trump when they get caught with their finger in the cookie jar, with their hands in the cookie jar, they always blame somebody else for this. No, this is on you guys. This is on your DOJ. The DOJ should fight this thing. And what and it's just it's this is not something that the, the party, the country is gonna embrace. This is a ticking time bomb for the Democrats in this administration. I mean, right now, you know every Republican candidate for 2022 is recording these conversations because they're going to use this. If one dime is given to an illegal immigrant, illegal alien, they're not immigrants, they're aliens. If one dime is given to an illegal alien for breaking taxpayer money given to illegal aliens, this is going to be repeated throughout next year. They're already looking at losing 50 seats in the House and completely losing the Senate. But the big question here, a couple big questions. Um, Biden's incapable of any independent thought. It seems that everybody is just kind of doing their thing and Biden's finding out about it from Peter Ducey and maybe the rest of the media. Who's actually running the country right now? Because it doesn't look like it's Joe Biden. He doesn't know what's going on. Can you imagine if Donald Trump, someone contradicted Donald Trump during a press conference? A guy would be fired. When he says something, he means it. That's it. End of story. Absolutely incredible. And by the way, you know, something just because it irritates the crap out of me. Um... It doesn't really make any difference what uh, what these guys are doing. It doesn't make any difference the illegal aliens are doing or how bad it was for the illegal aliens. It's irrelevant. The illegal aliens broke the law. Now, does this mean, and it may mean this, maybe this goes in the mouse, give a mouse a cookie principle, does this mean that now criminals... Guys who steal cars, guys who commit murder, things like that. They can sue the government because they're separated from their kids? I don't know. You tell me. But anyway, I I think this is a disaster for 2022. I think this is a disaster for Joe Biden. And I think they're going to pay for it uh, next year. Okay, uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You guys have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>